We hot. We hot. We here. We made it. Happy to see you. Happy to see y'all. I can't see y'all, but I know y'all there in spirit. We got some shit to talk about. We got some shit to talk about. UFC 274 went crazy. Minus one. (laughs) Minus one fight. (laughs) But it was lit. It was lit. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. It's me, Amani T. I got B in the house right now. Hey, let's get it. Mm-hmm. I swear my glow up in lightning. Hot year, some like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's science, apply it. Worst come to worst, you tried it. Get a bag, get inspired. Shoot your shot. The effort, I mind. Oh, okay, so we about to get right into it, like we do it, like we always do it, because we gotta do it like that, because there ain't no way to do it besides that way. There's no cap recap. Let's get into it. <laughs> You just kept going. I got it. Yeah, I was. Gonna, it's going to keep going every time. Every show is going to just add. <laughs> I'm going to add more onto it. Just got to. So, Journey Newsom mm-hmm. versus Fernie Garcia. Journey Newsom, unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. It was just. It seemed like his conditioning was there. That's the one thing that will shine through, through all three rounds, all mm-hmm. five rounds, is that conditioning. And uh, but Fernie wasn't just being put away easy so the, the chin was there and, and it just seems like journey newsom was just a, a a level levels ahead yeah newsom also had those uh leg kicks to take down he was beating the body up every time he got to the ground and you know garcia just seemed like he was on autopilot trying not to get knocked out yeah towards the end it seemed like he had a uh, more of a dominant first round where he was kind of pushing forward more but journey, it, journey, journey, Newsom's punches would seem like it was just volume, mm-hmm. and Fernie Garcia was, you know, he would catch him every once in a while. And Journey Newsom's condition is the thing that saved him and, and held him through it the whole every time that he got touched. Because, like Fernie Garcia, definitely got some heavy hands, and that's obvious. Yeah, and he was quick to get back up on his feet every time he was mm-hmm. taken down. So he had the cardio. The cardio was there. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the conditioner speaks to the damage that you can take as well Mm. like a punch to the head will like if you you know eating cheeseburgers hamburgers all day and not (laughs) you're not in the gym like it's a lot easier for to to get knocked out uh other than somebody who's you know kind of training in the gym you know they might get touched every once in a while and they learn to kind of focus back through it whenever they get buzzed Mm. so it's certain things that that people do that that really helped them from really getting knocked out and uh he did a good job <laughs> he did a good job staying with it he just gotta keep him hands up a little bit more yeah but he was right on the money twice mm-hmm. with the punch and the kick to the face so <laughs> Newsom was doing something right and that's why i understood why it was a unanimous decision yep, no that's doubt. why it was no question about the unanimous yeah. mm-hmm. no questions speaking of no questions about the mm-hmm. unanimous <laughs> Speaking of no questions, you got Lupe mm. Godinez versus yep. 
uh, Ariane Carnalossi and Lupe Gudinez went in there to like, it's almost like she could have ended it if she wanted to. <laughs> but at the same time, Carnia Lossi is a dog. That's somebody who she wasn't just going to put out easy. Mm. Who I thought she might have big problems with. Mm. But she went out there and showed that she was just a complete level, complete few levels ahead of her. Man. You know, it was, it was obvious. Yeah. And then in round one, there was a lot of coaching for, for Carnalasi from the commentators, you know, they're not supposed to be coaching her, but you could tell who they was rooting for by once again, the coaching didn't go their way. Yep. And she wasn't able to get her shot off because Loopy was all over her and in her face and she stayed busy and, you know, kept her close. So she couldn't get any shots off that she wanted to, cause just, Loopy did a great job being in the face. takedowns, though. Oh, takedowns. Mm-hmm. Excellent takedown in the sense of turning the corner, like literally getting those legs over over your chest and turning the corner. Like, yeah, she took her airborne three times. <laughs> so she was just like the making a mockery there. of the that woman. Was there. Yeah. Broke sure. her. She broke her. <laughs> <laughs> she broke her. <laughs> she did. You know, I thought Connie Lossie actually like really had a chance and like I thought she may have won that one, but good thing that's this is one of the ones that I don't think I even bet on. I don't think I mm. bet on this one because I was not sure which uh Carna Lossie was gonna show up. But Lupi Gudinez is showing that mm. she's she's about to be on a run. Mm-hmm. She's she's showing that she's ready to fight again. Yep. That's the that's the that's the part that we like to see. Like, okay, when we when we gonna see you again, okay. Mm-hmm. Next up. But next up, Rodriguez versus CJ Vergara, split decision. What you think about that? I think they had it right. Split? Yeah, I th- I think it, because it was it was rough. There was a lot of coaching for Rodriguez mm-hmm. in the beginning, but he kicked the shit out of him <laughs> in the beginning. So he was like coming in making a statement, and he was beating up the entire body in round one. So there was no doubt who won round one. But, you know, there was also coaching for Vergara in round one. It seems like the, the ties have shifted. Maybe they wanted to be a, a little bit more interesting fight, so they're trying to coach for both parties. And he came out very, very strong. But at the end of the day, uh, his ground and pound, it was strong. Mm-hmm. It, was, it carried him a lot. Mm-hmm. And he sat him down with that knee. And so I think he was just much more memorable. <clears throat> yeah, in certain moments, for sure. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. CJ Vergara, he, you know, he he a dog. Like it was to see him to see him constantly walk down Rodriguez as who's like a striker, you know, yeah. and he and he felt that he felt that pressure too, but he kept marching forward. And it's almost like he was just walking through that that Muay Thai stance and, Ooh, and yeah. really just working past it. And it's just like one that's discouraging if you're a Muay Thai striker, like you just you just keep throwing strikes and it's like, damn, you still come, like you not backing up a little bit, like I still gotta work. Yeah. Like, so and that's the part where, you know, I could see where Rodriguez was pretty much he he was he was staying focused mm-hmm. and but he was swinging where he needed to to survive. Like he was trying to stay uh active because he knew that CJ Brigard was coming forward the whole time. Yep, and he was uh-huh. gonna stay active as well. So, yeah. so I've, shout out to CJ Regard, but it's just like, 
he CJ Vergara, when you, when somebody shows you like a chin like that, it, it lets you know that his matchups, the selection of matchups have, have expanded greatly for him because a lot of times people don't have that chin to really make it up the ranks. Mm-hmm. And I think that CJ Vergara has that potential, you know, just with a little bit of more, a little bit of uh, hands up. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit hands more. Hands up, up, chin down. Yeah. But yeah, good fight. That was a good fight, though. Yeah. Back and forth. Split decision. Yeah, I feel it. But this unanimous for Tracy Cortez versus Melissa Gatto. <laughs> Unanimous. I don't know, but if we're talking about ground control, all right. Because she had ground control, but uh, Gatto, she used her lane. She used her mm-hmm. lane to her distance, uh, to her advantage, and, and kept her at bay for the most part. When she could, she yeah, used that, her lane. See, that, and, and to me, that's not good using your lane. <laughs> you yeah, <know>? and <laughs> then she was really focused. What got annoyed with me was she was so focused on getting an arm bar once they went to the ground that she missed other opportunities oh, yeah. where she could have got the submission. But she mm-hmm. was so focused on the arm bar. And I'm like, girl. Or got up. Position. Yeah, that too yeah so it was it was a little bit frustrating so like i understand you have you're good at arm bars but be good at multiple have options need options and and the thing about where like doing jujitsu it's a thing where you can get like lost in the time of trying to work something mm-hmm. so like it ain't always gonna be a, it ain't always an open mat where you just where it's just going you got a time limit, like, yeah. like, it, and and sometimes when you're doing jujitsu, you could forget that, especially like in a com- competition aspect. It's like you want to set this up as much as you can before you actually go for the go for it, so you could be a hundred percent. But it's like uh, Tracy Cortez was just taking more risk. That's uh, true. Yeah, that, that's what it was like uh, shooting up for an armbar. That's not taking risk. That's extremely protective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause what what happens? You know, she tried to stack her, and then what? A scramble. Well, so. the commentators coached her out of that arm bar. The one that was <laughs> deep the first time, they coached her straight out of it. So, like, I know she felt extremely yep. discouraged after that. So, it that was there, sense. but after that, it wasn't there because she already knew how to get out of it after the first one. Cause you know, the commentators helped her. That's crazy. People be forgetting that they can hear. Like, you know, they can actually hear a commentator. <laughs> They can hear them. better than they can hear their coaches, especially when like the arena is like not really crowded and people not in there. Like they can hear them, like because mm-hmm. the whole arena has to be able to hear them. Like mm-hmm. so, I don't know. I don't know if they they get it or not. I think it, it is. It definitely is like a thing. Like speak like speaking of this performance of the night, Andre Fialo versus Cam uh, Cameron Van Camp. Andre yeah. Fialo looked over at DC and gave him a wink because of all the coaching that he was doing. Due to the commentator. Commentator, not saying. even the coaching. That is the commentator. That's how he won this. And he went over and high five DC afterwards. Like, come exactly. on, like, give him some like, of your purse. And this is like, <laughs> and it's like, they, of course, they train together. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But if he's in there and they're coaching, that's obviously like some type of favoritism inside of the fight. And it, and it just keeps happening. So like, what do and you do? It, and it's like, that's just what happens when you have people who 
have been in the sport and they're a commentator. Mm-hmm. They they get lost in like they they try not to get lost in what they have done, but they still kind of say, you know, I did this once or twice. You know, this is this happened to me once or twice, and then they start to get in the coaching mode. Mm-hmm. You know, and and there's not really a lot of times where where I was listening to the commentators and they're saying, well, what he needs to do is get this arm from under here. Yeah, and that, here's and what that you need to do. And that helped me be like, oh, yeah, now I better understand the fight. No, if he does it, then that's when you can commentate on it, because that's what they're that's what they're they're there to do. Exactly. So I think they get lost in the coaching aspect and they are commentating, which is shifting the 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 weight of fight like fights almost every fight. And it doesn't it don't really happen inside of a fight where where they don't they're not familiar familiar with both of the fighters like that that's happens true like when they're not familiar with both of the fighters they're start they're talking about bullshit they start talking about some, uh, i remember i'm like what the fuck are they talking about right now like, mm-hmm. that's when they plug into sponsorships and whatever they got going on dcrc you know that's when they start plugging their own stuff so i don't know but Back to the the fight, the actual fight, Andre Fialo did, you know, that round one thing, and that was elite. Uh, People who are sleeping on Andre Fialo, I don't know if they're sleeping now, but Cameron Van Camp was supposed to be one of those prodigy guys coming up. uh, But he he also had DC coaching in his corner, you know, with his other coaches. So, Yeah. Yeah, but Andre Fialo alone has the talent there so but also he did have dc coaching with and he can follow coaches very well so very coachable yeah very coachable that's mm-hmm. what an athlete is supposed to be an elite athlete is supposed to be very coachable mm-hmm. so speaking of being very coachable uh marcos de lima mm-hmm. versus Ivanov. Mm-hmm. this one was you know this was definitely a big boy fight even was not really wanting to bang with Delima, but he didn't and then he didn't come out with much confidence so yeah. it was like off top it was like do you believe you could win this fight and I think he found it after round one but in you know round one was definitely he was on his toes a lot Delima had this speed and he had him like scared in round one so I think he actually like once that timeout happened he just came out a, a new man yeah. and he dominated the fight. I think he, uh, what helped him dominate was him swinging, 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 get close to the cage and just holding Delima. Yeah. Like, I think once he felt the pressure in the first round, I think that change was him realizing like, okay, now I got to go to level two. He's been fighting for a while. You know, yeah. he's not, he's not a, you know, so he's like, all right, I got to go to level two because this guy is hitting me hard already. And I need to control his arms. Uh, so first thing he did, swing, swing, even if they didn't land. Like he didn't, I'm sure he didn't care if they land. He just knew that Delima was going to back up. Yeah. Got him against the cage. And then next thing you know, it's hold on to him city. Yep. For two rounds. <laughs> yep. They start booing too. That, yep. That's like, <laughs> Delima <laughs> was, was ready to get off. But at the same time, Delima was getting tired too. Yeah, you know he was getting tired because he was exploding off everything. He that he, that shit would have got out of there, but Ivanov's head is is not about to is not about to eat not about to shut off that quick. 
Yeah, he got that championship. No, some people here just it just take more pressure to to get to to that point. Mm. But speaking of pressure to get to that point, <laughs> <laughs> fight of the night. Fight of the night, Brandon Voivall mm. versus Matt Schnell. Mm. Matt Schnell, y'all keep giving Matt Schnell these dogs. Y'all, y'all ain't shit for that. Whoever keep doing that. <laughs> Y'all keep thinking Matt Schnell, that guy, and giving them these dogs, and these dogs keep eating them up. That's the fact of the matter. One hand guillotine. One hand Elite. guillotine. I was <laughs> Elite. Took the words right out of my mouth. Like, I don't know if it's just the, the difference in competition level, or mm-hmm. is Matt Schnell just going into these fights and kind of just like, just adrenaline dumping, and Ooh. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. like you know some guys like they get under the lights and then that's when it's just like shut down yeah that's unfortunate too but uh for brandon he definitely capitalized on it and he saw opening and took it yeah. and got the fight of the night See, brandon boy <laughs> brandon boy ball is a dog he's gonna like he's one of those guys like love it he's he's going to be in a dog fight that's why i see him one as the one of the flyweight guys that's coming up Mm. so what he what he wanted a title shot he called out a title shot he said he wanted a title shot so, <laughs> what either way i'm excited to see him again. what i want to see it and see what he got oh yep i want to see more uh brandon boy ball for sure like i don't even care who he fighting i just know that like the fight gonna be lit <laughs> they gonna but have he, to but he uh, elevate need, his people he need to go up yeah. i know that yeah. shout out to brandon boy ball on the uh, fight of the night next we got Macy Chasson mm-hmm, versus mm-hmm. Norma Dumont. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this one was a split decision when uh, Macy Chasson was, she did kind of like the same thing that Ivanov d- did and she held her as much as she could at, when those hands got loose. Yeah. N- got Norma Dumont on the ground. Uh, but Norma Dumont seemed like she was getting right back up. Yeah, for the most part. It seemed like she was getting right back up. It was just more so cage control. Yep. And um, I don't know if Norma Dumont was, like, in the best shape. I don't know if she was, you know, in the best shape in the sense of, like, conditioning-wise. And um, she seemed tired. Yeah. Faster than, you know, she normally would. Hmm. You know, sometimes, like. I don't know if they were saying that she took the fight short notice, but it just seemed like she was just kind of like a step behind in some cases. Yeah. And and Macy Chasson was just kind of on it. Hmm. Like, Macy Chasson won that fight by just being first. That's true. So it's important to be first. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Macy Chasson on the, the W. Speaking of Ws, mm-hmm. Francisco Trinaldo. Man. Holding it, holding it down. For the OGs versus Danny Roberts. Danny Roberts, I know this motherfucker still like he, he's in, probably in the shower. Like, what the fuck? This old man got this got these unanimities off me. Like, yeah, but uh, first round, Roberts was going nonstop, like just nonstop. But Francisco, he was applying constant pressure on him. In round one, in round two, he came out with a body attack all over the face body and all so you know and then they start straight banging at the end but it's kind of like too late i you know francisco made the bigger impression so but i I still think danny roberts did a good he did good 
I think it was a learning experience for him and he's definitely going to get back in the gym. It's like, if there's any danger I've ever seen Francisco in, that was the first time I've really seen him in the most danger, you mm-hmm. know? So if anything, like, cause I never seen him like shooken up a little bit. Cause it was, I think it was maybe one, a time that he buzzed him and, you know, he, and you know, it was, he got shaky, but he kind of like kind of bounced back into it in the first round. Danny Roberts, he was throwing a lot of punches, but the thing about Francisco's guard, it seemed like a lot of them was rolling off of his hands and his arms. Um, so it, it, I don't really know if it was really causing that much damage. Yeah. But Danny Roberts was definitely like, he, I could see like for between first and second round where he got discouraged. Yeah. And, and he started to just throw what he can throw, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that, that goes back to being a well-rounded athlete and mm-hmm. not counting yourself out and, you know, just taking that time to each round is a new round. You can't get discouraged and, and hold on to that. So mm-hmm. otherwise it's going to show. That's why I, I make my bets at like the, the face-offs. I see the face-offs, the second face-offs. That's why I'm, I'm willing to make my bet right there because like that's going to tell you right there. You can see in those mil, those those milliseconds like, how those people are really feeling about that fight like mm. them jumping up them uh breaking eye contact first those are big moments like people don't think those are big moments but those are big moments and i, I don't think they are they are a hundred percent but i think they are a, a a percentage a big percentage absolutely you know? it's a combination of things absolutely speaking of combinations goddamn swoop, swoop. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Brown versus Chaos Williams. Why y'all do this? Y'all be really see this. This is that thing. Like there are so many fighters in the UFC, so many fighters in the UFC, and it's just like y'all can always find a way to make <laughs> find like two black fighters to fight. Like I don't know, it's way more white people in the UFC, way more other races and demographics, but it's just like y'all always find a way. Like I don't know, to find a go to. I don't I don't know if it's some type of little weird thing with that y'all gotta do. I don't know if it's like what it is. A limited amount of spaces. Like, cause like I know other people probably see like, oh yeah, it's just Brandy Brown, Cal Williams, it'd be a, a fire fight, it'd be an awesome fight. But it's just like Andre Fialo could have fought one of them. You know, it's almost like they have to figure out which one is the better one you know yep. so i don't know that's kind of weird but shout out to chaos Williams, shout out to brandy brown brandy brown figured him out yeah and, and used his length and just made that what it was the whole night yeah but he was playing too much that's like the the only thing and he would oh he was fucking up the leg and slapping that man in the face just, <laughs> slapping, him hard as just fuck. slapping him in the face in the knee of the face in round three he was just like being disrespected but also dc was coaching for williams in round one mm-hmm. it seemed like like they uh th- his right thigh was hurting even in round one from the kicks and mm-hmm. so he was also dropped in round three so i can understand how it went the way it went but randy brown was was playing with his food a lot mm-hmm. yeah but it's just like you could say he's playing with his food, but you got Chaos Williams in front of you. Like he understood his power early in the yeah. fight, <laughs> so it's just like he's like, all right, yeah. He, but at the same time, he still was like playing with his food. That is kind of weird. Like yeah, he was <laughs> slapping, like he was legit slapping the man with his fingers. Just yeah, I think that he was just trying to get the maximum anger, maximum like get aggression, ag- aggression out of Chaos Williams, so he could like see everything. 
I think once he got touched, he was like very skeptical. And then it's like, he wasn't sure if he saw everything. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he needed to make sure. And why he do that, that's when he was touching him up. Chaos was being very short with his punches. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this was also a learning lesson for Chaos. I think his next fight, he's definitely going to come out a lot better, a lot stronger, and I think a lot more aggressive. Yeah. He won't, he won't want that shit in round uno. Exactly. But Randy Brown is, you know, a different puzzle to solve. And I saw like a lot of qualities that Israel Adesanya has mm, that yeah. he uses. Yeah. And I think to Randy Brown just keep it up. Like he's going to just, he might be in that spot one day, especially in the welterweight. Yeah. If you do the right thing, because, you know, he know he got that power. He mm-hmm. got the power in his hands as well. Yep. So exactly. he know how to move his feet. And, and he jiu-jitsu. got a ground game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Keep going up. Next, Ovis say proof versus Shogun Rule. Yeah. Why y'all keep doing this, UFC? Why y'all keep doing this? What do you think about that one, B? This is, there was not a lot of risk taken. And Rue feared the KO from St. Prue. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and also <laughs> the front of Rue's body was red in round one. <laughs> so <laughs> he was already pissed off and just, I think he was just trying not to, not to get knocked out and just wanted to stay like coasting a bit. He he didn't really want to take too much risk. What I get it but I don't get it because if you're already down, you really don't have nothing to lose. But I think people are willing to accept a decision loss versus a, a KO loss. It yeah. seems much more impactful if it, if somebody knock you out versus we go to decision. So, yeah, it's like, if he, if he get knocked out, then that conversation with Dana might be tonight other than another night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Hey man, Hey, Hey, might need to, <laughs> Because it's time, and I'm saying, like, come on, y'all just be, y'all y'all really, I don't know, kind of be tarnishing the guy's legacy mm. when you fight them past their prime. And now, I can see if they're winning, but that's a difference. Like, one one loss, like, all right, that should, that should kind of, you know, especially just if you assess the loss and you see that, like, I was just a step behind. If mm. that's one person that you was a step behind and they're not in the top 15, then just go ahead and Ooh. understand that, like, <laughs> Maybe that's not what it is. Maybe that's maybe it's time to pivot. You're right about that. You're right about that. Cause it's just gonna get worse as mm-hmm. you continue to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but then you but might get that one. Yeah, and then but that's they, one. they also still willing to fight. So I think mm-hmm. it is also you have to step outside of your pride. And then it goes back yeah. to being a well-rounded athlete, but you mm-hmm. know when to call it quits. Cause Michael Chandler, <laughs> hey, okay. they was ready to count him out. If he received any more hands from Tony Ferguson, he would have went out. So I would not be surprised if it was like, uh, if, if they felt that he needed to run that back one time. Mm-hmm. If they felt like they needed to run that back, I would not be surprised. Tony Ferguson looked good. I'm not going to fucking lie. Yeah. He, he looked good. Michael Chandler is like the, the good luck Chuck of the UFC. Like if when you beat Michael Chandler, that's when you can go to the next level and fight for the title that's when you, you can, cannot you got, pass go until you fight michael chandler you like the 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 top tier gatekeeper at this point where that is like making making other guys look good and like like that's that's what he's doing right now until he could just get back in there and actually start fighting technically and then win some fights like he just true. did that's true but ferguson he dropped chandler in the first round had them nasty elbows and opened chandler up uh, with a punch and it dropped him round two as well in the beginning so 
it's like Michael Chandler just went into like we're gonna see what happens I'm gonna do this to see what happens you know I'm getting my ass kicked already and it just so happened to work out for him he went back he went back to like the the football field when they was kids and they had to kick the football punt the football from the other side of the field to the other to one end to the other side that's when he went back mentally he had to because that was not like no technical martial art kick that was like a straight up punt (laughs) like yeah (laughs) that was a punt and then he was fucking surprised he He was was but he got it though he got it but dc was coaching for uh for chandler in round one so oh yeah and michael uh, and tony ferguson was like still piecing them up that's true speaking of piecing them up we're not piecing them up none of that happened well, never mind we're we gonna give this fight the same energy <laughs> that that they gave us Ooh, <laughs> real quick five <laughs> five rounds <laughs> of absolutely nothing well Some leg Carla, as far as she was trying but rose kept running she didn't want to get yep. wrestled to the ground because she ain't had no ground game and in the last seven seconds of the fifth round, she took her down and was like, yes, yes. She really thought she won that fight. She may have won that round, but not the fight. It was like, are you serious? She took you down every other round and you got back up. Yeah, Rose was very quick about getting up, but that was the only thing she was quick about. And it was exactly. just like, girl, you just gave this belt away. Just she, gave it away. She, she she really she really let her have that belt. She really let her have there that belt. Go. Split decision. What irked me was the, the post-conference where she was talking about how I know what she wants to do. She just wants to take me down. So why would I let her take me down? Like, but, but you're avoiding this. So you're saying that I'm avoiding the actual danger to be able to engage in this fight because I know that she'll take me down. What happens when she takes you down? That's the issue. If you're worried about being taken, people who are not worried about being taken down, they don't worry about it. What Islam say to Charles Oliveira, your, your jujitsu jiu-jitsu won't work. work. <laughs> your jujitsu won't work. That's saying I'm willing to go on the ground with you to figure it out. So we like we're gonna give about. it that this this fight the same energy yep. that they gave us. Shout out to yep. the champ though. We're not about to do that. Shout yep. out to the champ because you were coming forward. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, said, you did your thing. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's giving you shit, fuck them because you definitely was moving forward. Next, speaking of fuck them. Whoever, whoever said whoever said that Charles Oliveira uh, can't, is not the champ, fuck him. Yep. <laughs> Charles Oliveira is the champ, but 0. 0.5? 0. 0.5, though? Like that? Come on. 0. 0.5, dog? He's still 155. 0. 0.5? All I'm going to say is, is it seems to be an issue when there is a minority in a champion position. Mm. That's, that's And I'm going to just leave it at that. Charles mm. Oliveira... He wanted uh, Justin Gaethje first round, uh, at least Dustin made it to round three. He thought it was sweet. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, you knocked him down, but Charles Oliveira said he's going to get back up every time, baby, every time. And he just mm-hmm. he just showed it. And Facts. it goes back to being a well-rounded fighter, having yes. multiple weapons, not just, you know, just going out, slaying and banging. That can't be your only weapon. Exactly. So exactly. that, and that just proves it every time. And, and it's like Gaethje just fell right into the trap though like yes, he did it was like throw punches like I'm I'm throwing punches just to get close to you like I'm not throwing punches to complete a and, and it's like he's trying to back him back up to let so he can get his punches off no he's close now <laughs> that's the issue <laughs> like he like, didn't no. recognize the like, danger like because like, yeah because keeping distance is not Justin Gaethje's thing he's like come in so we can brawl and do all this extra shit no 
Justin Gaethje, he wrestles. Yes, you could sit down in the wrestling room and talk about the wrestling pedigree and all that extra shit. But on the ground is on the ground. On like, the ground your is neck on the is ground. open on the ground. On the ground. <laughs> he gonna you move around your body. That, that's and what that's I'm exactly saying. what he did. Jiu-jitsu is different. Like to know wrestling and do jujitsu, that's awesome. But at the same time, jujitsu versus wrestling, that's why, like, if you Charles Oliveira and you're creative, you want to make it happen. Exactly. He's creative and he made it happen. He's well-rounded. He's not one-sided. Exactly. He, exactly. you know, people know uh, Justin Gaethje way more for him throwing the wild overhand rights than for him to do any wrestling. You know, Charles Oliveira can do both. You know, all of it. So it's just like that's why the next fight should be him versus Islam. And I'm here for it. I'm Charles, here for Charles it. Oliveira is saying that Islam should fight Dan Roosh first. I don't think so. Nobody thinks so. So if Charles Oliveira, if he takes another fight before Islam, he's trying to do Conor McGregor. We might have to put that in the realm of Ooh. ducking. We might have to. We might have to go over there because you know what I'm saying we we unbiased over here. I'm unbiased well, over so, here. Real quick, real quick. Here's what I want to say to that. I think he's trying to get his bag back because champions make different money from anybody yeah. else. So Facts. if he's trying to get Conor McGregor, he's trying to get that money. And if Facts. he takes Islam after that, I'm cool with it. But if he take anybody else besides Conor McGregor before Islam, then I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I do think it'll be a great fight, though. I think that will be his toughest fight, but I still think he'll come out on top. Who, for Islam? Yes. <laughs> that's a hot take that's a hot take she closing it over his life i don't know like that she she going no 100%. i am with charles alivero <laughs> so 100 percent. i'm i'm with it i think it's all i'm gonna take it i'm gonna be honest i if, think charles Oliveira. he already trying to divert the fight away hey, hey so i think he's trying see. to get his to get his bag up but if they do fight i'm betting on that fight and i'm gonna bet on charles Oliveira. oh okay yeah okay We'll see. We'll see. We'll but see. if he take any other fight before Islam, I might have to, you know, tweak that a little bit. We'll <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. You can't be running, you my, my dude. It. You can't be out here running. Like no. accept the challenge and let's prevail. Let's yep. get it done. Knock you this motherfucker champ. out or submit his ass. Either way, exactly. One or the other, but either way, right now you the champ. That was some some fluke shit. If it was Justin Gaethje, they wouldn't have did all that. Uh, whole shit. All it's that extra shit. They always trying to do something with minorities, right. but you know. But hey. That was another episode. That was the Roundhouse Roundtable. We appreciate y'all stopping by, rocking with us. Make sure y'all go catch us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. We always on there talking shit. So just make sure y'all pull up on us anywhere y'all can. All the pod, streaming podcasts, we there. Make sure y'all come find us. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. Hey, we out of here. That's why I use a heat as a sword. Because keeping peace is important. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one. Please. Don't need no one is two, please. Don't leave. That's three, four. If you do.